Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rhiannon, welcome to the shop floor. Thank you for having me. Our first distinguished guest. That's the first time I've been called that. So (laughs) episode 15. Yeah. And we finally got a guest. So thanks for joining us. So we do have listeners, I've figured out. <laughs> and Rhiannon, you wrote in to us. Quite early on. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the things you were speaking about really hit home and reminded me of my wild times in retail. So. Your glittering retail career. <laughs> don't know if it was that, but yeah, <laughs> it was something. So we have in the last few weeks, last couple of episodes, been sending call outs for people to come on the show um and we are always looking for new guests yeah so if anyone else is out there as brave as rhiannon and believes you actually exist then come on yeah be, be afraid we're really gonna <laughs> we're gonna go there take it easy on me so let's make a start um tell me about your first foray into retail i guess it starts with most people like you're leaving school you want to make a bit of extra money the easiest thing to do is to head into retail a lot of your friends are already working in in shops and things. So um, I live in I lived in South London and just went to my local shopping centre, handing around CVs, that kind of thing, and landed a role in a Thornton's chocolate shop. That's mad that you should say that. I don't know if you heard from one of the episodes that was the first place <laughs> I worked. I mean, it was great. It, was, was, the same a, it was a cafe. So it was the th- shop and a cafe. We had the cafe too. Yeah, I loved it. Oh but God. Tim was the outlet, the kind of lesser I was, version. I was the discount <laughs> store. That's why they had him. I just don't think that they th- felt that I was suited to a premium location. I don't know if Croydon's a premium location. So <laughs> take, take it. it take yeah. it. So tell us about that first gig at Thornton's. Um, honestly, I loved it. It was the best time. I made the best friends, some of who I've still got today. 
And I learned loads. And I do remember when I first started working there, people used to say, how do you work here and stay so slim? And then by the end of it, <laughs> no one said that to me anymore. <laughs> so I really became a connoisseur of the Thornton's chocolate. And do you remember what your favourite chocolate was? Um, the, Viennese, the Viennese mm. or the Alpini, I think it was. Oh, I love this. It looked a bit like a Yule log. Yes. yes. And a cappuccino. It was partial to a cappuccino bar. Jelly spiders were my favourite. Oh, really? Mm. But what is that? You it was a giant, it. like a spider-sized jelly but it's a chocolate shop not i know a but i was shop. into the jellies <laughs> so they had the cafe how old are you 16 to 18 and how old are you now 36 okay so i'm four years older so it was the cafe was still quite a new concept wasn't yeah. it yeah but it was it was popular actually um and it, we had our regulars so it was nice to like see the same faces and were you making week. coffees? I was making coffees. I was a barista. Wow. Oh my gosh, I did barista. Yes. So I went that that was my next step into I went I went to work at Acosta. But thank goodness for Thornton's for setting me on that path. Wow. I remember I wasn't in the cafe, but uh I was like on the till. But when they were desperate, someone didn't turn <laughs> up. I somehow ended up trying to make a coffee. I remember one guy giving him his coffee. He was like that's not a cappuccino, is it? I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> 16. It's hot milk. Yeah. I did. So I did both. But, you know, and then we also had an ice cream section at the front as well. Oh. I hate being on ice cream. Yeah, I've still got PTSD from scooping ice cream. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, we've both scooped ice cream. And it, honestly, what's the thing you get? Carpal tunnel. Yeah. It really hurts. Yeah. People don't recognise this. I mean, nobody understood the trauma we went through. <laughs> We would leave and be broken. Yeah. yeah. Everyone became an alcoholic. We did this ice cream event. Yeah. And it was just so stressful. And then you stank of stale milk afterwards. Yeah. I remember I got in trouble once because I accidentally left the um, like the doors open overnight and everything melted. We lost a lot of money. We had that. That was the norm. Yeah, that was a norm. And we were working, <laughs> freezers breaking, all melting. What did you expect? I was, I, I, they made me a supervisor. Why would you make an 18-year-old girl a supervisor? <laughs> they were really desperate. That's, that's quite good, actually. I like that. <laughs> but no, they made me work the rubbish shifts, New Year's Day. That kind no, of thing. I thought yeah. the benefit of being like a supervisor or a manager means you... You don't have to do I that. I wasn't the manager. The manager got to set the, the rotors still. So. And do you remember what your salary was? Oh, I mean, pennies and pounds, wasn't it? Um, I, 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 the hourly rate. I reckon I must have been, must have started on about seven pounds an hour okay. or something like Something around that. Mine was 288. No. Yeah. I God, you're that recall. old. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't it in shillings when you were working. <laughs> well, maybe I need to go back and look at some old payslips. Maybe it was less than that. Yeah. Anyway, I had a good time. And was there ever a Christmas party at Thornton's or Costa? We, it would, it wasn't an official one, never from head office. We would just arrange it. I suppose at this ourselves. point, do you drink alcohol? I do. So at this point you were underage. Yes. Um, but that was the <laughs> thing back then. That was fine. So, yeah, it was underage drinking. Yeah, yeah. I was encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> Part of so, and I wasn't, yeah. But Croydon was also renowned for allowing <laughs> underage drinking to occur. Well, I grew Not up anymore. in Somerset, so it was, it was always that was uh, age five, cider, you know? cider, <laughs> cider in a field somewhere. <laughs> So then you moved on to Costa. I did. So that was whilst I was at university. And where did you go to uni? Uh, Southampton. So I was down there. And what did you study? I studied business management. Oh, wow. but I actually followed one of my Thornton's friends who also who, who was a year older than me, went to Southampton. So I used to do a shift at Thornton's, down some espressos, drive down to Southampton for a night out and then oh drive home gosh. the next morning and work. But she, so wow. she, she started the year before 
I I didn't go and look at any other universities because I was like, I love Southampton. It's a great party city. Yeah. So, uh, and she'd already got a job in Costa. So she got me in there. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. She just slid right in. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Tell us about Costa life. Costa was, Costa's my least favorite coffee shop on the high street. It's I mine. I don't actually like the coffee there. Um, but they did do good training. And my, I think my barista training got uh, got leveled up from Thornton's. So um, that was a good takeaway. Oh, definitely. If it was anything like Tim's barista training at Thornton's, <laughs> which can't be that much. Well, to be honest, people more going there for the hot chocolates. Yeah, 100%. Coffee, so. I worked at Wittard's and I had a lot of hot chocolate there. Yeah. And then I also did a, did a barista barista situation but i love the ham and cheese toasties at costa yes you joking that's my favorite thing the 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 leftover toasties and paninis were a good perk oh it's the leftovers yeah Yeah, all the shops soiled damaged that for me at thornton's you know a damaged box you know what i found out the i remember figuring this out at starbucks they had two like fruit slices i don't know if you've seen it's like a toast where it's got like sultanas in yes and they they were both ends of the bread and i remember asking them like why is it always they look like ends of the bread and she said they actually sell the loaf as a product and then they just get the ends and they need to make it into something else really yeah nifty wow god we're learning all the inside details here (laughs) (laughs) And how long were you at Costa? So that was just um, whilst I was at uni. So um, I did two or three years there. Were you working part-time on the weekends? Yeah, part-time, evenings, days I didn't have lectures and things like that. What about a hangover working at Costa? Um, That wasn't too, it wasn't too bad. I'm one of those annoying people that don't really suffer from a hangover. Or if I do, it's like once a year, something like that. So I can kind of power through. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't actually drink coffee. So I could just like be one of those people who just kind of got through on. Like, yeah, aid. I was the same. I'm the I didn't same. I coffee. don't drink coffee. I don't really drink it even now much. I think I've had five today. Oh, really? I really I've have, had one. Yeah, I'm in a crash, a coffee crash. <laughs> right I go now. through, I go through ways, but I'm starting a new job at a coffee shop, so I really oh, should. Yeah. So what? Have you left your retail gig? Little announcement. I'm finally out of retail no as way. of tomorrow. Congratulations! Congrats. I know. I left. Why? Uh, well, one, because the travel was so expensive. Two, because of my internship and it wasn't very flexible. Because you were doing full time. Yeah, I was doing full time and internship and they weren't being very flexible and it was quite hard to juggle. And three, need a change. I think when you work somewhere kind of for two years, you do want to change, especially in retail especially if lots of my friends were leaving at the same time you left so what you're telling us is that you've left them high and dry during peak christmas (laughs) trade yeah yeah see ya and sale and sale wow jasmine brave world's best employee (laughs) (laughs) thinking of the one and only myself So were you at Costa throughout this, was it three-year degree? I was out there when I was at uni. The times I wasn't at uni, I actually got into luxury retail back in London. So I was a um, summer and Christmas sales girl at Harrods. Interesting. Mm. Oh, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Tim loves Harrods. I love a department store. Tell me about the hiring process at Harrods. What was that like? Um, it was pretty brutal, to be honest. So, and were you employed by Harrods yes. or a concession? I was an agency or concession, so I was Harrods' Ooh. own board. Spill. Um, so I kind of went into it thinking, 
you know, I, I, they'd already seen my CV. It'll be a quick 10 minute conversation. That'd be it. But no, it was a full on assessment center, a hundred wow. people in an auditorium. No way. Yeah. Not at the store. At the, oh, well, wow. across the road from the store, there's okay. like the head office. And Under like the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. There's a t- tunnel that connects um, the store and the office over the road. So yeah, we were over there and it was a dog eat dog stand up and try and sell a mushroom no yeah oh, mushroom i think they gave us they gave they literally like gave out picture cards and you had to stand up and do a one minute oh. pitch On in us. front of everyone no and i just was not i was just like this indie kid from uni so i went in my, my red ballet pumps and um like a white shirt and some jeans and there's people there in like full-on suited and yes, booted yeah, in a dodgy polyester suit yeah i've been there five i've been there like <laughs> frantically you? i remember going to i had an interview at harvey nicks actually a store approval in yeah. knightsbridge getting the train down it was absolutely red hot and i'd the day before I'd bought this dirt cheap polyester suit from top man i was melting <laughs> and turned up to the interview dripping like half an hour late. It was not cute. Did you get the job? I got my store approval only because the concession was absolutely desperate for staff. I was a postmistress, so that was like office shoes attempt at luxury fashion, (laughs) which didn't really work. Oh so God. obviously you impressed them though you got no, the job this is like the hunger games it was and i remember them telling us like from the beginning they were it was literally i can't remember what the statistic was it was something like only one in 100 applicants get a job gets a job here so you were fe- you felt like flipping heck out of this room of however many it has people to be one. it's not going to be many of us that if we get through that's wild yeah and i think it's kind of back when department stores were still seen as a great place to work Everybody wanted to work in a department store. Sure. And Harrods, I mean, like... It's was the, it exciting? Did you feel it was it, exciting? It, I did feel excited. I felt special. Aww. I felt special to be there. And I think that's what department stores were all about. You felt special working there. And obviously yeah. the clients felt special going in there because the service was so excellent. It's, it was honestly like magical sometimes in that place. So I'm you done. were there in the era of Mohammed Al-Fayed. I was. So that's when the store was still magical. Yeah, because, yeah, he, he he had his faults, but I think he could take good responsibility for making the store re- the special place that it was. Yeah, and I think he was a traditionalist or certainly the management team in place back then still mm-hmm. understood that Harrods was a store with so much rich history. Yeah. And local shop there as it was their local store. Yeah. And it still had a traditional vibe. And it was about like retail theatre. That's what they were trying to create as well. It wasn't. That's what we create, isn't it? That's why you're such a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So where where were you working in the store? So um, I was one, I think out of the big group of us, I can't remember, it was over over 100 people. I think four of us got through and got jobs. This is just for a temporary summer rolls i can't believe you do this just for the temp i know so and how many how many steps is it just that day then you find out if you'd got the role pretty much yeah it's just that day i think you had to they obviously must have checked your cv and things beforehand and vetted you and it depending on where you were going you may have had to go and have further store approval if you were if you're going to the food halls you needed to have a medical and that kind of thing um but i got placed in ski and surf 
on the fifth floor. In, uh, in the heavens. Yes, up, on, up with the gods. Is that the top floor, fifth floor? Top floor, fifth floor. So that And that's where Alfire's office was. So half oh, of the floor was his office. I'd, I'd be stressed. Yeah. So every time he would be walking through. And didn't, didn't he do a floor walk every day? Pretty much. When he was in, he would do a floor walk. And it was all hands on deck. You'd have each department ringing the next department saying so he's, he's on, on his, his way. way. <gasps> yeah. yeah. So get everyone stand to attention. Wow. It's like when you're around, people do that to him. But they're like, oh my God, he's coming. Quick. It's scared of me. Am I scary? <laughs> a little bit. I don't think so. <laughs> and was the waxwork there of Mohammed Al Fayed, or did that come later? Uh, no, that was already there. Was it? We had that. Did you have to bow to that at the start of your shift? <laughs> I'm sure you would have liked that, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't in the in the policy. And what was the culture like there? What was the management culture? Was there a culture of fear? You know, like you just said, when he was coming onto the floor, people would be, there was an energy on the floor that he's around. Yeah, it wasn't so much fear. It was just like a really deep respect, I would say. Wow. Like he was, it was very old school. It was very he much, was the store. Yeah. He, he was, was the embodiment and vice versa. Totally. I feel like the store was an extension of him. Yeah. And, um, so that's and I think and and everyone kind of acknowledged that and was respectful of that and and I think because I came into it I was so young you just absorb what everyone else around you is doing sure. so yeah. if they're if that's how they're acting then you start acting in the same way and you know believing that he's like a big deal yeah ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And I'm sure you worked alongside employees that have been there for 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. There, you know, there were career sales associates there for sure. And were you earning commission? Um, I was earning commission, but I, in at one point it was um, for just for the sales and uh, temps. It was like a group commission. Right. So it wasn't super... Um, competitive in that sense but for for full-time employees they were on their their own yeah and i think it's that element of pride of working somewhere you're gonna give exceptional service aren't you yeah i mean they spent a long a lot of effort on training and things like that and there was you know the guidebook and the the dress code was super strict and oh, yeah. and what was that heels makeup heels honestly like giving you a t tutorial on how to do your makeup no um um if you were going to wear jewelry Diamonds and pearls were preferred. Because we can all afford that. I mean, sales I wasn't on salary. that. I'd been bare then. I'd have had no jewelry. Diamante. <laughs> and all black um, was the hair. Hair was in there, you know, nothing too wild in terms of having it in colours and things like that. So polished. Very polished. Even 
down to, you know, skincare was really... No. Yeah. Wow. What was that involving? I mean, if your skin wasn't looking great, it would be flagged. <gasps> That's nuts. Oh my gosh. People would kick off now if they were pulled in for a chat. That's like what that. I'm saying. It's I mean, it's seen, yeah, a huge uh, change now, massive shift because... I come from the same kind of generation of retail worker where it was all you had to be polished. Girls had to wear makeup and wear heels. Yeah. I remember when I was managing Christian Louboutin and the girls were encouraged to wear heels and we'd opened the new concession in the shoe galleries in, in uh, Selfridges. Within two days, they were crippled, yeah. literally crying in the stockroom, bleeding feet, <laughs> begging got... me for a pair of flats it was it was a lot <laughs> they've all got bunions now probably in like lasting trauma and physical deformities awesome. Ma, i remember getting like a quite serious foot infection like in in the <laughs> christmas sales and, had, and then they put me in the stock room <laughs> no, no. they're like you can't be on the shop floor with this because i couldn't go i couldn't i couldn't walk so you're literally hobbling around yeah it was it was awful and so ski and surf, was that like all ski gear, surfing? Equipment? Yeah, so it was in the in the sports floor. So yeah, it was right. like, um, yeah, all of the high-end ski What were the clients wear. like? Um, so at this sort of time, because we had a very international clientele. So you had lots of locals, yeah, obviously tourists. But actually you'd find that the tourists would sort of waver off by like level one and two. So they never actually really came up to Can the fifth floor too much. So you, if you were shopping there you knew where you were going there for but this is also the time where like russians were very big so we had lots of oh. russian middle clients, eastern clients middle eastern clients yeah. with their you know holders of cash yeah like that yeah i'll they, take that thank you i mean that's you know because of money laundering laws you know when i was at Hermes and department stores mm -hmm. the, i think the maximum cash that could be spent in one transaction was ten thousand. yeah to prevent money i'm not suggesting that these people using cash yeah, spend, yeah, yeah. paying with cash were but just in case but yeah they, the company yeah. has to cover and we themselves. had security on like standby to come and facilitate those transactions because they would happen quite often and the other people that would tend to pay by cash were drug dealers we would I, get that a lot were they going skiing <laughs> for the winter holiday I'm not sure. So. Well, they take it some other snow. We would, we'd <laughs> always know if it was a drug dealer. It'd tend to be five and ten pound notes <laughs> rather than fifties. Right. And would you get those clients tipping you? No. Was there strict rules on tipping? Yeah. Well, I think just in my particular area, it wasn't. It didn't go hand in hand. Maybe on the lower ground, like in the fashion and yeah. jewelry areas, yeah. maybe that'd be more of a thing. But. No, I mean, you could kind of guess who might tip. So I would always offer to carry their bags. And quite often I'd be slipped a £50 note. Oh, really? Yeah, when you're a student. I mean, that's like cha-ching. That's a yeah, night out. Yeah, I'd be out. thrilled. But... Absolutely. Yeah. So what about other, what about company perks? I mean, the discount. The discount was fantastic. The holy grail. However, you know, like we said, we weren't earning the mega money to be shopping at Harrods normally. Yeah. Um, but the discount definitely helped. And I became very popular amongst my family and friends. Of course. And luxury wasn't as expensive then. No, I mean, I think, you know, back then you could get a Marlbury Bayswater for £500. And what do they retail at now? Oh, 1500 at least, something it's like that. bonkers. And it was still, it was, will still have been made in Somerset then. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's yeah. changed about it. And then, yeah, you would get, um, you'd get discount on top of, on, on top of that. Oh. It would differ from concession to concession, but yeah, the discount was pretty good. And also using it in the food halls and things like yeah. that. And I just think it was nice for, you know, 
like I said, like it, you felt special being there. And then when you would tell people that you worked at Harrods, it, it would it elevate you somewhat. So I'm uh, my my family were always really like proud, proud and yeah. happy to like even receive just like a tin of Harrods Aww. biscuits for Christmas Aww. and things like that. I mean, still now, I was um, vaguely dating someone last Christmas and brought me a Harrods bag with a bottle of champagne. It's like so nice. God. It's an event not dating kind, anymore. Too kind for you. <laughs> but it's, it had that kind of kudos, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And on this, uh, I was going to say the skiing department. Do you ever mm. have any royals coming in? Because obviously this is pre-online shopping. So if you're going skiing in Fergie and Prince, what was he called? Prince Andrew going skiing in Verbier. Well, we wouldn't have any British royals coming in. Okay. Because... Post the dope yeah, oh situation. That's how I know who he so, is. Pre-Diana dying, they had royal warrants, didn't they? Yes. Which were um, clearly... I think, I believe so. They believe did. So. They were on the side of the store. So, yeah, and then... When he accused them of murdering Diana, they were quickly no rescinded. More. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, we never had British royals. What in. about celebs? Um, yeah, we did get celebs through. Um... I didn't. I never kitted anyone out in a, in full ski gear, but and it, to be honest, I more saw celebs around the store as yeah. opposed to. I I don't recall serving any major celebs, but yeah, I remember seeing lots around the store. Oh. For sure. And we spoke when we quickly briefly spoke before you coming on the show about you know you would use your discount and buy your lunch in the food hall. Like yeah. now that seemed madness that any no, I don't think anyone could afford to do that. No. But you would go to the food hall on your lunch break? Yeah, could do. I mean we had a canteen as well which was highly subsidized which was nice. But yeah, it'd be nice to go down to the can um to the food halls, grab my standard turkey bream cranberry baguette or whatever it was at the oh time gosh. and you get your discount on that too. Mm -hmm. I mean we just worked somewhere that had a, a cafe. Mm. The staff could not afford to to really? dine there for lunch. You oh, know, no, it's, no, it's no. really changed. I, when I was at Harvey Nicks, I would use my discount and go to the fifth floor and get my yeah. lunch. And they also had a subsidised cafe that was amazing. And didn't they have a subsidised bar? Because I had a friend who worked at Harvey Nicks, so I'd sometimes leave Harrods on a Friday night, go to the Harvey Nicks bar, and he'd get 50% off Well, we off all drinks. know what goes on in the Harvey Nicks fifth floor bar, don't we? <laughs> it was very well known for... Um, men going to pick up um escorts it was very well known for that i was not there for that can i just say i, just, I genuinely just had a friend that worked there and i'll there we did discount discounts and we'd also get discount in the other restaurants as oxo yeah. tower uh the discount was very good and did you get discount on top of seasonal sale discounts yes what? let's talk about this oh my goodness i mean can i tell you that i i remember one year um, I got two pairs of Gucci shoes discounted and then with my ex that were already in the cell yeah. and then with my ex discount, £15 a pair. No. £15. So this used to happen all the time at Harvey Nicks. If you saw something you liked, yeah. you'd hide it <laughs> in the stockroom. You know those panelled ceilings where they have the square panels? Yeah. No, you would not Members be of there. staff would hide the stock that they wanted before the sale before the sale lists above the ceiling so in case it was a stock take it, yeah, it, it would wouldn't be, get yeah. found and then we would wait 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 so further discount further discount further discount yeah. and then i think the last week before the sale you got an extra 20 percent on top 
I got a giant leather Balenciaga holder for a hundred quid. I mean, when else? I mean, we were decked out in luxury. That's the thing. Products. I mean, I I was not earning that money, but I really looked the part for a period of time. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. So at the beginning of the sale, staff. I mean, I don't think staff were allowed to shop for the first couple of days of sale. Okay. But you, as the sale went on, you would just I'd just go back to the shoes and just check if they were still there, and you would be able to kind of have a pre preview on how much further they were going to drop down in price and obviously leave it to the very last minute and, and what about write-offs too i remember my ex there was a, a return dolce and gabbana coat i think it retailed for something insane with like really detailed embroidery for about five thousand pounds and because it had been written off they sold it to him for like like 50 quid or something amazing. i'm sure that probably did happen but i think you almost had to be in there with the buyers yeah to, yeah. to, to, to get just those deviant <laughs> That's you what know, you imagine right, all the stuff left in Harvey right Excelling now the right time. from people who got fired and never got their stuff. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, also shoplifting by the staff was rife. Really? You would hear through the grapevine, oh, they're no longer working here. Wow. Yeah, stuff would go Do missing. You know, I never I never really heard of that. I think um so where we used, we used to have a t the tunnel that connected the store. You had to leave your belongings on the other side. And or, or if you wanted to take anything through to the shop floor with you, you had to put it in a clear plastic bag. Yes. And then anything you bought whilst on the floor, um, you'd have to keep your receipt and get it stamped by security before you're out. So they were really all over that. I never really heard of that very often. And what about things like, was there a lot of kind of dating amongst, uh, you know, shop floor members of staff like totally was there yeah lots of it like <laughs> multiple married couples from from working together oh had gosh. met on the shop floor and, and married yeah it's a really intense place to a department store to work and obviously there's so much choice i mean they <laughs> employ thousands of people <laughs> although I feel like the ratio of women to men was definitely more heavier on the women's side. So Yeah, and I think it goes back to that and retail certainly changed, but you know, companies wanted sales assistants that were easy on the eye, you know, and I think that ratio was heavily tipped towards female members yeah. of staff. It was it was a very beautiful place to work. Yeah. I mean it's crazy when we're talking about this now, it was just so would be so unacceptable. In any retail But does that space. mean that all the men were really hot then? Some, like, for the most part. So there's just like, they did it for you. They did the picking for you. Perfect. Well, the yeah, I mean, teams. I'd also heard that definitely at Harrods, certainly at Selfridges, that there would be members uh, of the sales team that were also working as escorts and then would give their business card. So they would, people would come into store right. and ask for their number. They would give their business card. Often members of staff in a department store or a luxury store have a business card. Yeah. And we're hooking up with customers for, for payment. Like, wild. Sounds like us the other day in, in Selfridges when we were handing what out our suggesting? business cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we were sneakily handing out the shop floor cards trying to get yeah. some, some guests on I think the show. I, I definitely heard of a few um, people, especially like in accessories and fashion, that would meet very wealthy clients and go on dates with them and things like that but then would develop really? into relationships like footballers and things like really? that yeah i mean oh, i think yeah. that's again the reason that harvey nichols certainly had very strict rules on gifting to try right. to prevent you know relationships or interactions that would be questionable mm -hmm. or that they you know the 
customers influencing the sales assistant in any way to offer them gifts. I heard a story of uh, someone that was working at Hermes in Selfridges and they, every client wanted a Birkin, you know? Yeah. And the bribes that would happen, you know, one year they were given a box of chocolates by a client. They opened the box of chocolates and inside was £5,000 in cash wow. as a bribe to try to get a bargain. I'd say it's a donation to the uh, GoFundMe Jasmine Key. It's not a bargain. <laughs> I mean, you're just going to pocket that. I would, oh, I would and not be I'd disclosing it, that. I'd replace it with the chocolates and go, oh, they only gave me chocolates. Anyway. I'd give the chocolates to staff say, guys, you know what? I'm on a Treat diet. Treat yourself. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, no, but then I think I remember um, in the period of time I was there, because after I left the shop floor, I did go, go, um, work in the head office, but still in, in, in the oh, store. You made the transition. I did. And how? How did, because that's, yeah. that's the holy grail, I think, for so many people working on the shop floor to kind of move into head office. How did you make that happen? Well, I think Harrods was special at the time because head office was in the store. So there yeah. were offices dotted around the shop floor essentially so it wasn't a million miles away it didn't you didn't have to go and have it to be interviewed at another location um i know that's not the case now that they I think they've got separate offices somewhere else now um but yeah so i had obviously done the christmas and summer campaigns gone back to university graduated i graduated in 2008 which was the middle of the crash the wow. worst time yeah. to find a job that's when i lost my job at patrick cox Couldn't the company went under anything. that year god so I kind of went back just to have any, like have anything. Like I would have gone back on the short floor, but they happened to be looking for a temporary head office staff, like in in the HR department specifically. So I went for that. And and so were started. you involved in hiring then, if you were working in HR? So yes, yeah, so it went the other way. So I actually went from being a temp to working on the temporary recruitment campaigns. Wow. So yeah. You're doing the store approvals. I wasn't. There wasn't. We had a separate store approvals department okay. that I was involved in the. Um, in the process, yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.